What's up, everybody? This is the Hodgepodge of Nothingness Podcast, and I am David Korb. Pirates sweep the cards, baby. Get your brooms out. They win 2-1. to one. They're on a five-game winning streak and looking good. Uh, man, just... It wasn't a very... Uh, it was a, you, could, you could say it was kind of a boring game. Not a lot happened. Um, but I really don't give a shit. Like, I'll, I'll just take the win anyway. The Pirates can get it, really. Um, but uh, just to go ahead and get into it... Um, Right there in the first inning, I, I I thought that was a hell of an effort by Sawinski when he laid down that that shot to the gap and he almost made that catch in the first inning. I literally jumped out of my chair because I thought he he caught it. I thought it was an incredible catch at first, and then I saw because he hit the ground, it, it jarred the ball loose. Um, but uh, just an incredible effort by him. I mean, just I, I, that outfield today. I was I was I was digging how they did that. Man, they had rounds DH. And so they had Sawinski left, Bay in center, and Flacius and Ra. I was I was digging that man. That's a pretty fast outfield out there. Um, so, but I thought that was a pretty cool setup as well. Um, I also thought it was kind of crazy. The Pirates had four hits in the first inning uh, and four singles. In fact, um, I thought that was that was kind of interesting too. Um, how about Bay with the clutch two out, two run single? And that ended up being enough runs to win the game. Uh, who'd have thought, right? Um, but that was nice to see, uh, just, just a great clutch hit by him. Um, he's doing really well in the game. He went two for four and, uh, like I said, two RBIs, um, Bay, his adding average is sitting around 274. He's been playing, uh, a lot now, even playing him against lefties. Um, so, uh, you know, he, he's, he's doing really well. Um, so it's good to see the young, young kids like him and Marcondo and them, how they've been doing a lot better lately. Um, but yeah, no, just just great to see Bay is really starting to click, and uh, and his batting average is really starting to stay in the two seventies, um, and he's not going on any big slumps lately or anything. Um, how about Austin Hedges? I mean, the man had two hits today. Uh, one of them was a book rule double, as I was corrected by Graves today on Twitter, as I said it was a ground rule double. Um, it was the only double a pirate had today. Uh, but yeah, hit his two hits today. I thought that was that was pretty interesting. In fact, uh, let's see, his batting average is now up to 179, folks. So yeah, Austin Hedges. I mean, my man's been hitting the ball a little bit lately, so he's getting on a roll um, for him. <laughs> we'll say. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting that Reynolds had a hit in both the first inning and the second inning. I think that's pretty. Uh, I think that's a pretty cool thing when when a guy gets to bat in back to back innings. I mean, that just shows how much the Pirates. We're uh, putting the ball in play and getting on base and getting hits. Um, just death by a lot of, you know, death by a thousand singles, if you will, with the Pirates today. Um, what else? Uh, Rich Hill, he went four straight innings allowing the leadoff batter to get on base and got out of it every time. I, I was, you know, I've always talked about how the Pirates, man, they have to quit letting these leadoff hitters get on base every time. And they usually end up paying for it, uh, but Rich Hill didn't. He, I mean, even in the first inning, gave up that double to start the game, right? Uh, and nothing, it didn't hurt him. Nothing came of it. Um, I think that's also a sign of the stellar defense as well. Uh, you got guys out there making plays. So I mean, just just to be able to go four straight innings, allowing the leadoff batter to get on base and not give up one run in those four innings, crazy. Just fi- finally, it ended in the fifth inning. He had a clean inning, I believe, in the fifth. Um, but jeez, man, it was. I was just waiting for an explosion to happen because it does happen with Rich Hill. He'll get out there and there'll be inning, an inning where he just absolutely melts 
and they put up three runs in a blink of an eye, and you know, it happens. But today, it, it didn't happen. Um, how about Hayes? Three hits today. I, I mean, it just... He just, it's like ever since they now got him doing this toe tap, it's its completely changed. Three for four today, only struck out once. Uh, his batting average has jumped in like, I swear to God, it's jumped in three days from 219 to 242 now. Uh, just, he's hit two run runs in the last, what, three games, four games? Uh, when he'd only hit like, what, two in the last two months? So just, I don't, it's just incredible that just all it took was a toe tap. But I mean, like, the thing with the toe tap is, uh, it helps with his timing a little more. Um, it helps him to get his, his weight back to time the ball right. And as you can see, I mean, it, it's paying off dividends for him. He's timing the baseball better. He's able to generate that, that uh, power from his back leg into the ball better and, and, get, and uh, drive the baseball out there over the fence. Um, so it, it's, it's great to see that. I, I just, I just, some people might be out there going, how does a toe tap make that much difference? It can, man. When batters are in slumps, or, or just in general, they're not they're not doing very well. They're gonna they're, they're gonna be digging down deep. They're gonna be trying to find ways to get back into the swing of things. And it can be anything from not having a good bat path to the ball, or the way they're holding their hands up, or too far down, or they're not putting enough weight on the back foot, or their back foot's coming off the ground. I mean, there's so many integral things with a batter and what can throw them off and their timing um, that they can just do a little thing. And, and it's just enough to get them back to where they need to be or, or fix something in general. Uh, and, and it's worked. Uh, I, I give Andy Haynes credit for this. If it, if it was him that indeed introduced the toe tap with Hayes to see if that helped him, uh, because it's, it's, really, it's really starting to take off with him. And I said, I mean, look at this. He's hitting the ball now, and now the Pirates are on a five-game winning streak. You know, kind of interesting, right? I talked about him being the X Factor uh, last uh, episode I did. Just, just the way he's hitting now. Look at him winning. I, I, I don't know. To me, it just seems like it's there's definitely it's kind of convenient. That's what's happening now. Uh, so, but it's not just him. There's other play, players that are hitting the ball better now too. Um, but yeah, just I don't know. I, the, the toe tap with him has been awesome to see. His his batting average has jumped twenty something points in three games. Uh, yeah, just great to see. Would love to see. You know, as a third baseman, if he can't get, if the power number's not going to be there, I'd love to see that batting average get up to about 300, and I'd be pretty happy with that. Um, moving on, Bay, uh, Bay had two hits today, and both were right up the middle. He just, every time, and that timing was right there on the button, he just drove it right up the middle, drove it right up the middle. And it was nice to see. He's been doing that a lot, actually, lately. But, I mean, he's just, uh, Bay's just been a consistent hitter lately for them. I, I he's, he's just doing really well. Um, what else? Oh, man, I thought that was actually a nice catch by Connor Joe in the ninth inning. Uh, that ball got hit, and that wing got a hold of it, and you could tell Joe was trying to adjust to it, And uh, but he was able to make the catch. I was kind of worried there. I thought the ball was going to drift on him a little bit to the to the wall, and it didn't. Um, he was able to, to, to get under it and make that catch, so I thought that was really good. Um, ninth inning, I was pumped. Let me tell you, I was fucking pumped when Bednar got to, got to come out and come for a save third day in a row come to find out he told Derek Shelton no I want the ball I want to be out there I am perfectly fine put me out there for the ninth inning I want to do this that to me is just oh just love it just love it so much but he went out there you know I uh, and he got the save just looked great um I think he what he, I think he gave it what one hit yeah he gave it one hit that was it 
ZRA is down to 113, guys. Just absolutely ridiculous. Um, all right, so my uh, LVP, my least valuable player, right? I have to pick somebody because, you know, I it, that's one of the things I do on here. So I went ahead and went with... Uh, I went ahead and went with Mercano and Castro just for the pure fact that they both went 0 for 4 and they both had a strikeout. And literally, that's that's it. I'm not trying to pick on them. It's just that, you know, with this thing I do, I got to pick somebody. But, all right. And then my uh, and then my most valuable player, it has to be Rich Hill. I mean, the guy, he went 6.2 innings. I think he, he only... Let me get here. I want to make sure I got it right before I read it to you guys. Um... Yeah, 6.2 innings, 4 hits, only 4 hits, 1 earned run, 3 walks, and 6 Ks. Lowers the ZR rate of 4.41. His really only blemish was that one hit that, that or I'm sorry, that one home run. And really that was the biggest blemish he had today. And I, I mean, and his his curveball and his, and his submarine slider, I mean, it was killing them. And then he actually would blow his 89 mile an hour fastball by them. I mean, that's the thing about pitching, man. Like, when you can throw off the, the, the batter's timing that much, you don't got to be a power pitcher. Yeah, it's great to have. But if you're a, a, a master at, at uh, throwing off timing, that's why Rich Hill's 43 years old and he's still pitching in the major leagues because he's really good at it. He's really good at throwing off batter's timing, whether it be his change his delivery, whether he throws a fast curveball or a slow backdoor curveball or a slow submarine slider, or you know, it puts a little more spin on it, a little more oomph on it. I mean, he just he's really good at it. That's why he can throw the 89 mile an hour fastball and it blows it right by him because he's really good at throwing off their timing. You can be a pitcher that's not a power pitcher that throws a hundred if you're good at throwing off batter's timing, and that's and that's what he is. Um, and, and very impressive, and that and that's for him at 43 years old. You know, the benchmark usually for him is six innings. You get six innings out of Rich Hill, he did really well. But my man almost went a full seven innings today. So I honestly I think that that he definitely deserves to be considered uh, the most valuable player. But um, all right, so moving on, we're gonna do a pregame a little scouting report, uh, if you will, on uh, the Pirates gonna be facing the uh, Oakland A's uh, tomorrow night. Um, at 7.05, um, the matchup is going to be, uh, let's see who we got. It's going to be Juan Oviedo taking on, uh, Sears, JP Sears for the A's will be on the mound. Um, looks like he is a, uh, lefty. Uh, so in 11 games, he's 0-3, a 4-3-7 ERA, 59.2 innings pitched, uh, 54 strikeouts and a 107 uh, whip. So... Not bad. I mean, four three seven ERA is okay. Um, K's is high, you know, per innings pitched. Uh, his whip's pretty good too. So I mean, uh, he's probably not getting a lot of run support. Um, but let's go ahead and get into the scouting report on them, just to give you an idea here of what they're doing. Um, let me find them. Oakland A's. So batting average for them, Ruiz for them is batting two sixty seven. And then Rooker is bang 256. So Rooker, I believe, is a rookie who's, who's really broke out. He's been slumping a lot lately, but but to the beginning of the season, he was really going off for them. Um, Noda for them is batting 234. Then Langliers is 217. So as you can see, for those guys to be in their top three, top four, then yeah, the, as a whole hitting, they're they're struggling. 
Uh, as far as home runs goes, Rooker leads, I'm not surprised, with 11 home runs. Then Langliers with 7, Noda with 6, and Aguilar with 5. Uh, Loriano with 5 as well. Um, RBIs, again, Rooker, 32. Langliers, 25. Ruiz, 25. And Inata with... Uh, or Noto with 19. You guys noticing a trend here? It's it's usually those guys that's in the top in all of them. Their fastest guy is Ruiz. He's got 28 stolen bases. So just to give you an idea, the next closest Oakland A to him is Peterson with 6. So Ruiz with 28 and Peterson with 6. So when Ruiz gets on base, look out. He He's pretty fast. Um, what else? Runs. Noto scored the most runs for them with 28. Then Ruiz at 25. Um, on base percentage, Noda gets on the most with a 393 on base percentage, which is really good. Rooker, 357, also really good. Um, then Ruiz, 329. Um, after that, slugging, Rooker has uh, got their highest slugging percentage at 494. Noda with 435, and then uh, it drops to Langley's at 383, and then Ruiz at 347. So um, OPS, Rooker, again. 851, Noda, 828, and 676 is Ruiz. Um, but Rooker, like I said, lately he's been struggling. The last two weeks he's been struggling. So uh, so as he probably goes, they go. And if he's not doing well, then, you know, when your best player's not doing well, it, it can really hurt uh, a team that's already hurting to produce runs. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Ruiz actually leads the team in hits with 63, then Rooker at 45. So... This give you an idea. That's their batting. So those are the names as you can see: Ruiz, Rooker, uh, Noda. Those are the guys to keep an eye on uh, when batting. Um, literally, this is kind of strange. In ERA, they got nobody listed. Like they don't qualify or something. Interesting. Uh, wins. Fujinami for them has two. Jackson two. And then May has two. And then that's it. Um, strikeouts. Sears leads the team in strikeouts at fifty four. Then Walterchuk with 49, Caprilin got 38, Muller 33, and then Fujinami with 32. I'm not even, huh? Wow. But um, what else? Really, that's uh, losses. Uh, Fujinami is tied with Caprilin, Caprilin for uh, six losses, and then Familia for them has the saves. He's their saves leader with four, and Acevedo has two, and Jackson two. Jimenez has two for them as well. Um, a lot of their stuff on here they don't have listed. Like, they don't qualify, so... But, yeah, just a, a bad team, man. They're not doing that great. Um, they're only... They're 12-49, and 49, guys. That's... Wow. The Pirates have more than double the amount of wins the Oakland A's have. Um, some have considered the A's a historical uh, bad team. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I think... I think that, you know, the expectation for the Pirates should be that they sweep this team. I mean, you just swept the Cardinals. Yes, the Cardinals have the worst record in the NL currently, uh, last time I, I looked. Um, but, I mean, you're facing a 12-49 and 49 team. Uh, that's that's really bad. So, it's at home. So, I'd like to think that the, 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 the Pirates should, um, should be able to beat this team at least win the series. Uh, two out of three is my expectation, even though I know a lot expect the Pirates to sweep them. After what the Pirates went through in May, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna expect a sweep <laughs> anytime soon. Um, I forgot to bring up uh, Yo and Aviado's stats uh, for taking on Sears. Um, in 11 games, Aviado's three and four. He's got a 4.50 ERA, um, 58 innings pitch, 53 strikeouts, and a 1.55 WHIP. Um, like I said, Sears is a left-handed pitcher. 
so tomorrow I would expect to see Castro in the lineup. And I used to say, okay, Bay will probably sit. Um, but I don't know. I thought I thought the other day they lefty they started Bay. So um, and I don't have a problem with that. You know, they need to give Bay a shot to see what he can do. Um, to see if he'll improve against left-handed pitching. Uh, same with, with Castro against righties, really, right? That's what we want to see. We need to see if these kids can can figure it out and, and battle through this and, and get the job done. Um, but yeah, I fully expect I fully expect Castro to be in there. Um, I don't know if they'll sit Marcano and play Owings. I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm sorry, not Owings. Uh, I don't know. Actually, I'm trying to think. Actually, it might be Marcano gets to play anyways. Um, cause they, they, they got, they sent Owings down that I think about it. So I don't know. I'm not sure what they're going to do there. Um, who else? Uh, Hedges will probably get the start as well. Um, I doubt the lay plays tomorrow, but you never know. Um, also, uh, if you haven't heard yet, or if you've been hiding under a rock, um, Henry Davis got called up to triple A. Um, so now you have your two top catchers that you said both need work at catching, that's why one was double A, one was triple A. So if you moved uh, Henry Davis up to triple A, what are you going to do with Indy? Huh, Ben Charrington? You made the comment today on the radio show. Yeah, June's the month that we start calling up players. So, hey, we're ready. Call Indy up. Let's do this. But um, uh, I, I'm, I'm ready for it. I know you guys are. I would love to see it. Um or at least call him up for the series against the Mets that's coming up after uh, this Oakland A series. Or the sooner the better, really, whatever. But, um, but yeah, guys, that's, uh, that's all I got. I can't wait to tomorrow, 7.05. Um, I'll probably be watching the game on my phone because I'll be at my uh, son's baseball game. But uh, doing, pulling double duty, if you will. But, all right, guys, hey, look, if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, I'd really appreciate it. I'm on 10 different uh, podcast networks. Uh, you'd really be helping me out here. Uh, if you use Spotify, I'd really appreciate that. But if you can't, that's okay. I understand. Um, I'm also on the Steelers Sanctuary podcast with Dave Ribeiro from SteelersSanctuary.com. If you're a Steelers fan, uh, I'd appreciate you subscribe to that. Um, we're on YouTube now, too. Uh, we're trying to get enough subscribers to be able to do a live show on YouTube. Uh, if you'd like to go on there and subscribe to that, I would really appreciate it. We're really close to getting enough subscribers to, uh, to go live. Um, we just uh, did an interview with Nick Fairbaugh from uh, Pittsburgh Sports Now. Um, he was down at the OTAs for Steelers. It's really nice to have somebody on the ground, you know, seeing this stuff. Really informative. But uh, all right, guys, that's all I got. Take care. I'm out.